What's going on, family? Good day to you all. My name's Gerard Bonner, and welcome to The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well and in the midst of an amazing day. Yeah, we're dropping a double episode today simply because anytime something is too big, ah, let's split it up, right? So in our last episode, we spent some time talking about some of the major moments from last week. If you missed it, go back and check it out. It was absolutely fantastic. Greetings to all of you who are hanging out with us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. If you're not following us there, do so. It's a great, great follow for sure. Check out our stories as well. We always drop some really cool things in there. And shout out to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast right now in all the spaces you can check us out, including Spotify, Google and Apple. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. If you're new to us and you just found us some sort of way, thank you so much for finding us. Hope you'll stay with us as we've got a lot of really cool things that we're going to be bringing your way. Click that subscribe button so you can be notified as soon as we drop new content. Now then, it's time to have a conversation about the latest premium live event from NXT. It's called NXT Vengeance Day. So this one had a lot of significance for a lot of reasons. It's the first premium live event on the road for NXT since, get this, January 2020 when there was NXT TakeOver Portland. That's a crazy thought. But yeah, that's the deal. NXT has not been traveling outside of Florida since then. And so this is a really big move. With the move from black and gold to NXT 2.0 to the current iteration of NXT be intriguing enough to fill an arena of fans. Again, they've only been hanging in the Performance Center, which gets a few hundred fans Filling up an arena is a big, big deal. Now, Charlotte is certainly a wrestling town. The Spectrum Center does quite a few things. And so the question now is, would they be able to fill up an arena of said size? Is this product that interesting to folks? Well, the answer clearly was Yes, this past Saturday was major for NXT as they filled that arena up in a very special way. Really excited for NXT and their future, and they put on a show. So let's run through the results, and then we'll talk about specifics. So the show began with the NXT North American Championship on the line as the champion Wes Lee defeated Dijak. In a tag team match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, hashtag and new. Congratulations to Fallon Henley and Kiana James, who defeated Katana Chant and Caden Carter to become champions. Carmelo Hayes defeated Apollo Crews in a two out of three falls match in two consecutive falls. Gallus defeated the New Day pretty deadly and chase university to become the new nxt tag team champions roxanne perez defeated Gigi dolan and jc jane to retain the nxt women's championship and in a steel cage braun breaker extends his lengthy nxt title reign by defeating grayson waller okay so let's dig into this premium live event let's start with this An amazing intro from the current SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair being a part of this in any way, shape, or form is big. It's really big. She's an alumnus, of course, 
of NXT and many might make the argument she's one of the most successful. I can't say the most successful because you have to then argue with Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, the four horsewomen, and then there's Bianca Belair, and then there's Finn Balor, etc., etc. We've got a lot of names coming out of NXT, and then there's Roman Reigns, who's an NXT graduate as well. So all of that to say NXT has produced some amazing talent, and having that talent come back in any way, shape, or form always adds to the product. So Big time moments there for NXT. Huge start to this show with Wesley versus Dijak. Now, let me just go on and say this. In preparation for this premium live event, I went back and started watching NXT TakeOvers. And I didn't realize how much I missed NXT TakeOver. I don't know that we realized the gem that we had in NXT Black and Gold and NXT TakeOver. NXT was legit its own brand and its own promotion. When you start seeing the stars that show up, I told you guys before, I was watching NXT TakeOver Dallas back in 2015, I believe was the year, 2015, 2016. And that year in the audience was Kota Ibushi, who, by the way, is a free agent right now, no longer with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's going to be in L.A. for Mania Week, appearing at GCW. Will he appear at WrestleMania? That's a massive question. Could he appear at NXT Stand and Deliver? That, too, is a massive question. We'll certainly take a look and see where he could land. Of course, Kota spent some great time as part of the cruiserweight classic again another great brainchild from triple h so all very interesting stuff for sure now then going back and revisiting nxt takeover it was such an incredible vibe it was such an incredible moment going back on the road could nxt remotely rival that i will say that this vengeance day felt really really good it started off super strong wesley versus dijack for the north american championship it's probably a good time to remind you of the great matches that would happen in nxt and on takeover between dijack and keith lee who then was the north american champion when you have these kinds of matches and you have folks like carmelo hayes in the picture etc etc it is now reminding you of the importance of the nxt north american championship that is an incredible title and i think when you have amazing matches for it it only builds the cachet credence and validity of that title what a match between wesley and dijack i think it's already match of the year candidate it's early i know but the match was incredible easily the best showing i think for wesley in quite some time definitely the best showing for dijack in quite some time ever since leaving nxt to be perfectly honest with you so i think this was an amazing match it looked as though Dijak either dislocated or broke his finger because it was quite contorted, to say the least. What a sacrifice for an amazing match. Wesley comes out as champion. So one of the shockers to me of the night was to see Fallon Henley and Kiana James defeat Katana Chant and Caden Carter. Now, there was a lot of buildup in terms of building the cachet of Chant and Carter 
having spent the most time holding any women's tag title in WWE history. So that, of course, made them the odds on favorite. You have Henley and James, who had only teamed in one match previously. How they got a title shot, I don't know. I think that might speak to the lack of depth in the women's tag division in NXT. But be that as it may, it was certainly nice for nearly six months to see one team hold the NXT women's tag titles. I was very, very surprised by this championship switch. But with that, I will say I think there's always a story and it's an age old story. Anytime you see two people who are not friends, who don't get along well, become tag team champions. It's kind of exciting. How long will they hold the title? Will they ultimately gel and become friends? All of that will get interesting to watch. What happens now for Chance and Carter? Does this mean we might see a call up for them? There was a rumor floating around that perhaps there would be an NXT tag title match somewhere at WrestleMania between Chance and Carter and Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I think it might have been obviously an untrue rumor. We'll see. Lots of time between now and WrestleMania. But yeah, very interesting to see where things will go with Henley and James. Will they perhaps grant a rematch to Katana Chance and Caden Carter at Stand and Deliver? We'll obviously have to wait and see. Carmelo Hayes, Apollo Crews. This match felt big. This match was big. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. An amazing intro for both of these guys. And I got to tell you, what NXT TakeOver, excuse me, what NXT does very well in these premium live events is make it feel really, really big. From the production value to the different kinds of intros, these are the kinds of things that help differentiate premium live events from your weekly program. And I love seeing that for NXT. Carmelo Hayes defeating Apollo Crews two straight falls. That's pretty big, folks. It's big on a lot of levels. I certainly thought it would go to three falls, but it went two, which said a couple of things. And I think it accomplished multiple things. For one, it accomplished Carmelo Hayes as the unquestionable number one contender to the NXT championship. And I do believe he's going to be the guy to become champion at Stand and Deliver. I'll get to the title match in a little bit. But him defeating Apollo Crews two matches to zero said two things. Obviously, Carmelo Hayes is the guy, which we've always known. But it also provided an opportunity to introduce Daba Kato back to NXT. Dabakato is the artist formerly known as Commander Aziz. So seeing him, again, attempt to help Apollo Crews made sense given their history. And then, of course, he turns on Apollo Crews, which also makes sense because we never really got to see Commander Aziz do much in WWE. Now, there's a story that could be told. What story they'll tell, I don't know. But to me, the story is really simple. The story is, Apollo, you held me back. Now I've come for revenge. You gave me a name that wasn't germane to me. Now I'm coming back for my identity. And I'm going to accomplish all of it at your expense. That's the story I would tell. What story will they tell? Obviously, we'll find out probably on Tuesday. But yeah, a really big deal, a really big match, a really big moment. I'm intrigued to see what will happen between these two. 
going forward. Now, when it comes to the tag team titles on the men's side, I'm not surprised by the result of Gallus winning. And here's why. I definitely did not see the New Day being long-term NXT Tag Team Champions. I think they still have much to accomplish on SmackDown or on Raw. They are steady eddies. They are there to obviously help the new talent. Will they continue their run in NXT up through Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania weekend? I don't know. Who would they battle at WrestleMania? I don't know. It would seem kind of awkward not to have them there, but we'll see. Time will certainly tell. But Gallus, I'm excited for this for a few reasons. This marks the first time that someone from NXT UK, since that organization closed, has held an NXT championship. Well, I'm wrong yet again. Sorry. This would be the second time that happened because Pretty Deadly would be the first time that that happened. I loved Gallus' run as the NXT UK Tag Team Champions. They held the title for over 440 days. They were great champions. They are a rough kind of tag team, which I think automatically elevates the NXT Tag Team Championships. That needed to happen. I like it. I like the fact that Chase U was involved. I like the fact that Pretty Deadly was involved. I still want to build the tag team ranks there for that championship as well. But Gallus being the champions is a very good thing. They are proven veterans. And now that means we're going to have to up the game for anybody who's challenging for that championship. Now then to the women's championship. Roxanne Perez defeating Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. What a match. Now, there was a part of me that wondered, would Toxic Attraction win this and share the NXT title? That was a possibility. There are lots of places for them to potentially go. But here's what I think will likely happen. Number one, I think the rocket ship is absolutely being put on the back of Roxanne Perez, and rightfully so. She's 21 years old, nothing but an upside to her, and she wrestles like a grizzled veteran. She's super smart in that ring. She's held world championships before, obviously being the ROH Women's World Champion. She knows what she's doing. I think, yeah, this is a great moment for her to rebuild the women's division in her image. Now, where the tag team division is lacking on the women's side, the depth of the women's singles division is super, super strong. And so I think Roxanne Perez has the opportunity to be the flagship, much like we saw Mandy Rose as the flagship for all of that time. I think this is an opportunity for Roxanne Perez as well. What? a match she is no longer shackled by the ghost or the shadow of Cora Jade she's now in what I think are more serious matches defeating Gigi Dolan and JC Jane is a big move I also think that this will lead to a call-up for Toxic Attraction. They've already proven that they can handle themselves on SmackDown when they were involved in that tag team title tournament. Literally would have made it to the finals had there not been an injury. So I think they would breathe some life into the women's tag team division on Raw and SmackDown. I'd love to see them as the tag champions. That'd be amazing. I think they've accomplished all they can in NXT. Let them get through stand and deliver. Put them in a great tag match. And then let them head over to Raw or SmackDown. Now then to the NXT title match. Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. 
Braun Breaker has held this title for well over 300 days. We're approaching a year on this as, remember, he won that title back for the second time the night after WrestleMania. So, yeah, we're over 300 days with this reign, combined reign over 380 days. It's clear Braun Breaker is who they have put the rocket ship on. With that said, Braun Breaker has been described by some in my group chats and on Twitter as, quote unquote, mayonnaise. I don't see the depth into Braun Breaker that perhaps he would need. Now, granted, he's a Steiner, right? The Steiners weren't always known for great character depth. They were ground and pound. They were power guys. And quite frankly, with the tag team of Rick and Scott Steiner, I don't know how much personality you needed. They were something like we had never seen. Problem is, Braun Breaker is like something we've seen. We've seen this picture before. We've seen the picture called Goldberg. We've seen the picture called the Ultimate Warrior. We've seen the picture of the brawling brute, no offense to the brawling brutes, who don't have depth in their personality. Somehow we need to care about Braun Breaker right now. Brock Lesnar figured out how to make us care about him, and he's obviously a mastodon. We've got to care. I don't know that we care. I find more interest in Grayson Waller these days. Now, here's my explanation as to why Grayson Waller did not win the championship. It's not that he's not championship material. I think it's two things. One, I think he definitely is a strong figure in NXT. He could be there for a little while longer, but I don't see another year in NXT for Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller is definitely ready to head to Raw or SmackDown. With that said, I believe the reason why Braun Breaker is still the NXT champion is he's holding that title warm for the man who I believe will take that title at Stand and Deliver, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is the total package. He is that guy. In his words, he is him personality, five-star performances in the ring. We care about everything this man does. He is a star, and before he gets that call up to Raw or SmackDown, he deserves to take NXT on his back. He deserves to take NXT on the road. He deserves to take NXT International again. That should be Carmelo Hayes. And since Braun Breaker has been a long-standing champion for NXT in this era. That should be the guy who drops the title to Carmelo Hayes. All in all, a great card from NXT Vengeance Day. Some stellar matches, great moments. Things are making sense for that brand. And again, all things WWE seem to be hitting on all cylinders. And I really, really enjoy that. So with that said, family, we're going to get out of here. I hope that you are having an amazing day. I hope that the rest of this week is fantastic. Stay tuned as we're going to be doing some more things. We've got black history things coming up this week. So be on the lookout for that with some special shows dedicated to that. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is the faction. I lead my people, here we go.